0: We came here for love, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Newcastle lost to the Blades and Manchester United atop. top. It's Wednesday, 13th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Brutus Pete
1: Kick, And <laughs> I'm Raja.
0: Welcome, one and all... To a wonderful Wednesday, it's Marcus Speller in your ears And Pete and Vic, just, just the two chaps I wanted to see today
2: Differing, oh. for,
0: differing fortunes for your football teams, of course yes. um, Vish, Gary Neville, your <laughs> leader, has told you He's <laughs> commanded you all to get carried away How are you feeling, my man? Manchester United the top of the league for the first time since 1995
1: <laughs> I was tweeting like an absolute wrong last night and I, I, I have I have no remorse for that I'd like to come yeah. and officially state that I have no apology to make um, <laughs> I am totally totally doubtful that it is gonna last and for that reason I've pulled the cord the cord on my nonsense Um, so it's been it's been a great 12 (laughs) hours i'm not gonna lie your your, your twitter
0: feed suggested to me that you might not turn up this morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly if i could go and you know end up in a hole somewhere i probably would have done but um that's the spirit
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh pete we'll get to your boys in a minute but
0: pete
1: are you pleased that
0: manchester united are back at the top of the league
2: Oh, I'm pleased that Paul Pogba's back in the side, knocking them in. And um, like, imagine if he goes on to have an amazing end of the season and lifts the title. Imagine the gnashing from the old blogs in football. Imagine <laughs> how angry they'll be. Oh, I love it. I love it a bit. So I really do. It was, I, it was a, re- it was a really, really, um. It wasn't. I would say it was a strong performance, would you, Vish? I, I thought that they could have had about three or four goals. I mean, Maguire's header should have stood. I thought Cavani's pass to Marshall deserved more. Marshall seems to have gone off the boil, but it, it doesn't really matter because everyone else is is kind of kind of firing. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. No. No. I, I'm, I definitely agree. That was. It was far from convincing, but I suppose given what's happened over the last month, it came with a bit less fear when you're watching it. Um, you know, when we're watching it at home, and there was mm. a, there was a little bit more. I don't know. I I feel like just reading the comments on Twitter of people who were watching it. There was a sense that United were going to get something out of it, whereas maybe two months ago, there would have probably been a sense that Burnley would have got something out of it. Mm. And I thought it was interesting that Sean Dyche at the end of the game when he was asked, "Oh, do you think that was a fair result?" and he was like, "You know what? Probably." It probably was actually, probably, you know, mm-hmm. just of what United created. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited for Pogba. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that photo that's become a meme of like the question time audience, I feel like that might be blasted into space like, you know, that bit of glass <laughs> in Superman mm-hmm. where they put the three people in that little <laughs> space and kind of blast it off into the ether because, yeah, he's performing so well. And it's kind of weird actually because he's never been closer to leaving than this season. And yet suddenly he's come back yep. in and feels so much more welcome. And it's really Coming weird connected. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Pete, I don't know, or, you know, Marcus as well. I don't know what you think of this, but I think it's so funny how one of the things that's lauded about midfielders in modern football now seems to be an ability to turn around and go forward <laughs> with the ball. Yeah, And perhaps <laughs> it's because of how the systems have been since then. But like, it seems really simple, and Pogba's one of the people who does those simple things really well.
0: Yeah, but well, football goes in, in sort of waves and phases and so on. So when it was, you know, you, what you want in a midfielder is one touch pass, one touch pass, that's the pinnacle of the game. Well, sometimes, Vish, people like a bit of thrust, and they forget about <laughs> that, and, uh, and and Pogba can provide that. But I mean, I think, you know, with, with Pogba, pictures of him with with blood on his knee, he gets man of the match on a Tuesday night in Burnley, I mean, my goodness, you know, they're on for it, aren't they? But I would like to say that when people say that, or Pete said the old men in football are furious, I mean, you're talking about Graham Soonis, obviously. I actually don't think he, I don't necessarily think he will be. I think Soonis often we sort of joke and laugh about what he says about Pogba, and that's fair. But I think the frustration is with Paul Pogba is everyone knows he's a world beater, but that's not in question. He's won the World Cup and so on. It's... Why are you not playing like that? Why are you not kind of fulfilling your well, not potential? Because as I say, he's, he's a World Cup winner, and now we're seeing him put in these performances. It's kind of like I think actually a lot of people will find it quite satisfying or almost as some sort of relief. Not the right word, but it's it's. I think Graham Sooners will say, "See, told you so." At the yeah, end of the agreed, yeah.
2: But <laughs> you know, I think it's very much he's he's been. He's he's being played a little further up the field. He's getting the ball in more advanced positions. He was he was dropping way too deep last time. He was having to do way too much kind of uh, you know defensive midfield work or to, to to even get a sniff of the ball. I just he he looked like a completely different player yesterday.
1: Do you yeah. not get the he, sense as well that he um, it looks like now he feels like he doesn't have to do everything. I think the times mm, yeah. in the past where he's played in teams and he's felt like he's playing around children
0: that's exactly it i think
1: Mm. um and feels like he has to take responsibility whereas now it's it's spread out a bit more you don't want to give paul pogba
0: any responsibility and then he'll step up and take responsibility if you see what i mean and i Mm. think that in that france team in the world cup he's got um angolo kante in there he's got matuidi with a lot of legs you know to the side of him and so on he he knows what he's got in that juventus side as well pierlo Makizio. Um, uh, uh, I think Natura Vidal was in there you know, <laughs> these are big players Vish. they're big players and uh, and Pogba can then just kind of go about his business and I think at Manchester United because the midfield combinations have been hit and miss and a bit sort of tricky here and there I, I think he's kind of thought where, where are the players I can turn around and think alright he'll do his job he'll do his job right I can just kind of go and play and that's, uh, that's what you want but even though Manchester United are top of the league is Ole's job safe, Peter?
2: <laughs> uh, I, th- Get I think it'll be all right for the foreseeable. I don't think it'll be all right for the for the foreseeable. Yeah, but well, I, I think he, he you know, he, he he deserves immense credit. He's he's got these kind of marquee players like Fernandez and and, um, and Paul Pogba, and he's just surrounded them with absolute whip quick players uh, to complement their their talents and uh, yeah they look like such a different team uh, they did at the start of the season i'm i'm enjoying watching them last time they were top of the league was september
0: 2017 vitution you must be absolutely come on you are dreaming
1: i was about to say something i was going <laughs> to Go i was about to say something that i would immediately have to take away because i was uh-huh. going to say if they win the league i would do something Ah, um, oh. you know, but I can't, I can't, I can't put myself in that position. I'm 34 years old, Marcus. I can't do it. No,
0: we won't hold you to it. But like, just for example, what would be something that maybe stab like, myself in the eye? No, I uh, don't do
1: that. <laughs> Smash up the jazz. <laughs> yeah. <There's> something. <laughs> yeah, like in Street Fighter, I'll kick the jazz. to yeah. death. Kick yeah, kick the jazz okay. to death. Uh-huh. Um, like that. Yeah, I, it's oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's very exciting, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm also sitting here having eating humble a bit of humble Uh pie and it's not the first time I've had pie for breakfast but I I generally just I I generally didn't see it coming because yeah we we looked so disorientated it looked like we were so reliant on the brilliance of Bruno Fernandes um and yeah the any kind of coherent plan wasn't particularly evident Mm -hmm. and the aberration of the of the Champions League kind of played into that as well but since then I I would say maybe a few weeks ago I'd, I'd kind of turned around to myself and thought, you know what? We might not win the league. What's well, so rather we probably won't win the league, but he's taken us to a better place and we're playing the best attacking football, the most entertaining football uh, that we have done <laughs> since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's <laughs> era. Uh, and to now a I'm better a bit...
0: place, yeah. blinded by your grace, came... Go on.
1: But yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh, now I'm kind of like, yeah, it'd be a bit exciting. And I still can't see how they can sustain this because of what we know of Liverpool and what we are seeing right now Mm. of Manchester City. But it's fun and, you know, it's uh, not a bad thing. Are you pleased, Vish, that
0: Manchester United have a hatchet man in their side in the form of Luke Shaw these days?
1: So... Do you know, there's a, a journalist, The Athletic, who's very good on football generally, but particularly Manchester United, and um, he's called Carl Anker. And he he keeps making this point, and it's a point worth reiterating because I don't think a lot of people realise it, but Luke Shaw's six foot one.
0: Mm, he's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he sort um, of has toughened up recently. I don't know what the effect Jose Mourinho had on him, but he seems to sort of want revenge.
1: He's a little bit more of an arsehole, isn't he? Do you remember he kicked mm-hmm. that player for no reason?
2: Yeah, but that that was a nasty one. But
1: Man United have always been better
2: when they've had an arsehole on the sides or several arseholes. At their most yeah. arsehole, they've won titles and <laughs> <in> champions leagues.
0: <laughs> yeah, well the, the two VAR red car reviews were running concurrently in that game at one point. Which I mean, is that the kind of excitement that, that will ensure <laughs> that VAR is here to stay, Peter?
2: Oh, it was it was brilliant. I mean, the short, it was short and Brady uh, sort of yellows, non-yellow. It was like tenet. It was so confusing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like one's going backwards, one's going forwards. Is Kenneth Branagh getting younger? I don't know. No, 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 you shouldn't
0: know. Well, yeah, it was a unfortunate. I mean, it, Sean Dyche sort of said, yeah, I don't want to see players sent off for this, that and the other. But, you know, on another night, he might have gone. And you thought, oh, okay, yeah. Dyche, we know what you're thinking there. But I mean, I suppose it was you know one wasn't given because the other ended up as it was uh, but from burnley's point of view I mean, it's interesting burnley have won once in their last 26 meetings against the big six at home so this uh, we've mentioned this before and I'm sure others have as well that burnley are a, a, a tr- it's a tricky place to go they're often the sort of the scourge of of the big boys but that record which doesn't really suggest that does it
1: well i think <laughs> I think maybe the framing of it is a bit off because what, what people tend to mean by the big boys is that they, they play well against teams that want to play football. But we see mm. now in the league that quite a few teams want to play football. You know, if you look at last season, Aston Villa wanted, were a team that wanted to play football and just about got away with it. Fulham were a team that want to play football this season. Brighton are a team that want to play football this season. So they don't just exist in that mm. area, you know, in the top six or fighting for Europe. They are... They are now quite a few teams lower down, like Wolves are 14th, for example, Palace 13th, Leeds as well. They're the kind of teams that play more expansively and probably actually are bringing Burnley's style of play back into, you know, or or making Burnley be more of that traditional Burnley because there was a stage where, you know, they they started to branch out a little bit and and play more fluid football. You know, there's a reason that Dwight McNeil um, excelled when he did is because, you know, the football they were playing was conducive to someone of his talent. So, yeah, yeah. I, I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, they don't particularly do well against um, teams in the top half anymore. But
0: on that, Burnley are a very defensive side and they defend well. I mean, James Tarkovsky has been obviously brilliant and his stats show that. I mean, he's very, very impressive indeed. Do you think that's it? They just like to try and... They, the this perception is they try and spoil the game for the big sides and that's why people think oh they're a bit sort of difficult and awkward to play against
1: yeah I mean like th- this might be actually a good question for you to answer because you know when when you saw Fulham at the start of the season and you saw they were playing some good stuff did you think right okay we've got something here I thought like, this
0: was a terrible idea
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what the I, hell I are think, you doing but, yeah, but I think Burnley just got a bit more entrenched in that thinking like, oh I don't know if we can go toe-to-toe with these people whereas yeah. Leeds you know the the. The thing about Leeds is that they've just been given an incredible amount of belief that they mm-hmm. they can do that.
0: Yeah, well, if you wanna if you wanna defend well and you wanna defend deep, then you look at Steve Bruce and Newcastle United. <laughs> and my goodness, Peter, they were so close to getting a point last night, weren't they?
2: <laughs> it was a wonderful chest uh, back, almost into uh, yeah. uh, Jaden Bogle's own net. It was fantastic. It was so accurate. It was relaxed. It had everything uh, apart from uh, hitting the back of the net. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Sheffield United—they've <laughs> won
0: a game. The second longest wait for a top-flight yeah. victory ever comes to an end they pick up their first league win in 21 games um they're on five points now they're only three behind west brom and obviously what is it six behind fulham and uh it's it's marvelous for, for chris wilder who said after the match i just want to get home to my wife i want to go see her and enjoy <laughs> oh. a glass of wine he's deserved oh, it hasn't
2: nice. he pete one nil against Newcastle United, down to ten men. I mean, it's a six o'clock kickoff. I mean, you you do your post-match till about nine o'clock, and you're gonna you're gonna be drinking a glass of wine at ten p.m. There, aren't you? Also, is he yeah. gonna
1: wake her up because she might be in bed? Like, come I on, know, come right? On. <laughs> let's see this off. Hang on. <laughs> let's have some cabs. Have <laughs> let's see this off. You don't you don't even have to get up. I'll pour it down your throat. Come on,
2: <laughs> Waterboard, wine boarding your wife. Wine boarding your wife. <laughs> 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 um, we, we 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 should point out Peter
0: that um, Derby counties obviously they have the unwanted record in 2007 mm. 2008 when uh, they they only won I think one game all season something like that interestingly they picked up four points against Newcastle United that season yeah and, and,
1: uh, and... <laughs> yeah exactly so, so they beat record, Newcastle
0: and Sheffield United they end their lo- losing streak against Newcastle you it doesn't uh, doesn't look good on the older. CV, does it?
2: No, I just Bruce seems almost just duty bound to be unable to motivate even the most average of players. Like when Jeff, when Jeff Hendricks signed, I thought, right, okay, fine, that's a good signing, good seven out of ten player. I think he's at six. At the moment, cumulatively, I think we've had a one, a, a one out of ten out of him for the last six matches. But look, when, when they lined up with about like eight defensive players against the worst team in the league, I thought, right, okay, we'll probably lose this one. And the consolation here is that the bell ends on telly. Uh, Your you, you red naps, etc., will will probably re-examine their, their boy Brucey uh, whether he's doing an all right job or not. And it's it's just. Awful! They can't. We can't motivate them. He spent 10, 110 million net, I think. Um, do you give Steve Bruce hundred and ten million? It's the most we've oh. ever spent ever. One goal in open, playing eight games, eight and twelve lost out of the cups. Mm-hmm. We're going down. It's and and once again, it's it's whoa, whoa, they're in whoa, the they're McLaren down. situation. Have you seen the teams below them? Oh, yeah, I know, but they're heading in the wrong direction, aren't they? And they and and we saw this with uh, McLaren the, the club. Took too uh-huh. long to act,
1: Make and uh,
2: we're weeks away from Mike Ashley doing his usual sort of annual. Sorry about that, I'm very poor kind of press conference, which you get every <laughs> single yeah. bloody
0: 12 months. <laughs> Peter, there was a Bruce out banner at St. James's Park last night, so there is a bit of solidarity <laughs> there. But Stevie Bruce says, I'll never walk away from a challenge.
1: Maybe you should yeah, challenge
0: is his favorite band of suet. <laughs> hmm.
1: That's like saying, Oh, I'll, I'll never walk away from a car crash.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: no, is it? A it's challenge a and a car like crash
0: are not quite the same thing, are
1: they? No, no, but when you're in a car crash, like, move away from the scene, mate. Don't
2: don't,
1: stand, don't <laughs> try and put out the fire yourself. You're the one who created this, mess.
0: <laughs> I'm putting out the fire. Why? Because it's a challenge and I'll never
1: walk away from one. <laughs> I've never been in fireman <laughs> <been> in my life. <laughs> I got a glimpse of, of what it was to be a Newcastle fan this season. Because, like, Pete's right, there's a lot of... Newcastle are one of those clubs that people assume a lot of of their fan base, of their expectations, of their ambitions and of the realities. And I was at the Arsenal game on the weekend in the FA Cup. And at the end, Bruce said, oh, um, by the way, I know we didn't win, but I think the fans will be really happy because we tried this new tactical thing. We're trying to sit further up the pitch. We're trying to create more chances. <laughs> and I looked at that and I thought, I looked at the numbers and like on, on a lot of metrics in the league, there was no way that Newcastle could sustain that. Um, mm. and, and certainly they'd have to change how they've gone about things a whole season. But playing bottom of the league, a team that haven't won won a single game this season until the FA Cup on the weekend in Sheffield United, I thought, actually, if you're going to try it, if, if, if you're going to back yourself into a corner and say, oh, we're going to try all these different things, then you're going to try it against the team who you're most mm. likely to win against all season. Mm. Um, and bear in mind, there were 11 men for 45 minutes. They didn't do that. And I felt a little bit like... Oh God! You've lied to me. You've lied to me. You know I was in that press conference, and I mentioned <laughs> it to my brother, and he he sent me a few words back that I can't repeat on here. Those kind of <laughs> words. Um, and he was like, "Now do you? Now do you get it?" And I was like, "Actually, I kind of do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well
0: the, the better news is, or potential good news for Newcastle United fans, is that David Genola has said he wants back in at Newcastle because they deserve better. He thinks, Big Dave, uh, that he could suit a director role at the at a big club and would strive to turn it into a family with everyone striving for the same goal. Janela said, "I'd want to bring the academy players to the first team, a bit like Barcelona under Joan Laporta, with Messi, Busquets, Piquet, Xavi, Iniesta. You need a
2: soul. That's what that's what's going to make us win trophies." Peter. <laughs> I mean, it's it's better, probably better than his, and and it's probably more uh, ambitious than his is is tilt at uh, becoming uh, the head of FIFA. To be quite frank, what I I does, this more more?
0: does this get you excited?
2: <laughs> what, uh, does this get you
0: excited? Like? I mean, what does like reeling off the names? Messi, Busquets, Piqué, Xavi, <laughs> Iniesta.
2: Does that get you going? Yeah, I, I mean the idea of him saying those words, sessions. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh lordy! No, well, no, no it doesn't, uh, Marcus. Uh-huh. say what's he been up to? LaSalle. Joe Linton. Thank you. Well, you know, he's had a terrible run of kids. But look, if he wants to direct, if you want to be a director for a championship club, by all means, get involved. With it.
1: <laughs> well you, can get with saying, you can get away with saying any old shit when you look that good, can't you? <laughs> you can. Exactly, exactly. You can
0: yeah. gentlemen, two more a little. Points of admin uh, from last night's match. Ryan Fraser became the shortest player to be sent off in the Premier League, <laughs> replacing <laughs> oh, Tarek Lampty.
2: Tips Fraser, lovely.
0: Yeah, how about that? And Billy Sharp <laughs> scored his one hundredth league goal for Sheffield United. And it was it was good that uh, Sharp got the goal because obviously he's a, a huge favourite at Sheffield United. So so well done that mm. man.
2: So a uh, big win for Sheffield United. Important um, one as well. Important. Um, very 100th goal. Very much indeed, Peter. Very Nick, much. Indeed. Have you seen Have you seen Newcastle's next um, seven matches? Uh, they include Arsenal, Leeds, Arsenal mm-hmm. Leeds, Everton, Southampton, Chelsea, Man United. Thank you. How, Pete, how many goals do you think they <laughs> to And you say score? we're not
0: going down. <laughs> how many goals do you think they're going to score in those seven games?
2: Joe has going to score three in the next eight matches. Mark my from, words. From open play? From Oh, yeah, from open play. Yeah, i I'm, I'm going to do it. Oh, I think they'll score two from open play. In the next seven games? Gen- genuinely, I, I, yeah, I okay. think. Unless, ignoring the Crystal Palace match, we might get a result there, but... Yeah, I just can't see anything uh, happening, especially when teams are chasing something. Leeds are definitely up for it.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, gentlemen, before we go to a break, quick mention for uh, Everton beating Wolves. Everton, they're up to fourth. Just one point mm. off Liverpool, Vish. How about that? eh? good win for them uh, away to Wolves. I know Wolves haven't had a, a great time of it of late. They've from since Raul Jimenez's injury, they went from seventh to 14th, so they're they're struggling a little bit. And uh, Big Nuno said he was very worried about their form. Nice bit of honesty from uh, from a manager, but great for Everton
1: though. I don't know what to make of Everton, and the only thing I can think of is um, an example that I, I suppose fits the ramble, and it's purely because I. Of what I've heard of, of this particular person, but I, I come to the conclusion that Everton are the Pete Donaldson of the of the Premier League. Go in on. that mm. you look away, and sometimes they're doing something like quite remarkable, and then you look back, <laughs> and you're like, "How have they got themselves into that situation? Like, well, how have they lost so many games on the bounce?" You know, why I is he wearing I think it's more that? that
2: I've I've eked out a career because of everybody else being shit. I think that's that's <laughs> the. Uh... There's no there's no skill level over this side of the of the net, but yeah, it it was it was interesting because they just yeah like I loved Warby's goal. Did you see it? uh, I did. Where he just opens up his body. Yeah, he just opens up his body and just and just places it. Very understated, excellent Mm -hmm. goal of the month for me. But what was great is his
0: movement before that was when Mm -hmm. he passes the ball. uh, Was it to? Hammers Rodriguez he passes it he plays it now this i'm i'm assuming this is ancelotti giving him instructions here because normally mm. a wide player may not make the run that he did he passed it and when i'm pretty sure it was rodriguez sort of spun he certainly played the ball over when he did that Iwobi just goes he's off charging into the box and then the ball comes in and of course he, he places it very very well so yeah because he's got a bit of quality but how sure were you when you when when the, the news came through that Michael Keane had scored how sure were you that it was a header into the corner <laughs>
2: Definitely. <laughs> I, f- I feel sorry for, for for Wolves I think I think Nuno might uh, reconsider his policy on uh, pausing football because it's, it's it's not been going great quite quite easily but they're just they just aren't Scoring got one last night. I know this. All right, all right, Mark. All right, all right. You've 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 made your point. Bye. He's chippy today, isn't he? <laughs> he is chippy He's chipping. What was he chipping off before? About he was just very very combative before he started the recording. Me and you were trying to talk about mechanical keyboards, and we were just yeah, to, we know, both having came a on. Nice time. Neither
1: of us, <laughs> neither of us, have brushed our teeth, and he was having a go. No, exactly.
2: Yeah. I just I just <laughs> so think that you day, need boys. to act like
0: men for a change.
1: <laughs> oh, why do you try? Why do you try not brushing your teeth? You coward. <laughs> All right, yeah. I do. from the what hours are you scared of? of?
0: Plaque. When, by the time I go to sleep, by the time I wake up, I've not brushed my teeth. All right, that's enough of that nonsense. Time for a break, everybody.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Throughout January, Clash of the Titles are letting you pick the films being battled out on air. Already binged your way through Netflix during lockdown, listeners Alex, Vicky, and Chris rediscover and tear apart old and new favorites alike, week in, week out. I like that here, though, that Michael Bay starts as he means to go on. I made a list of sort of Bayisms from this
0: sequence uh, low angles, lens flare, dry ice, washed out colours, military hardware, men marching, orchestral
2: score, guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're looking for some much needed escapism, why? And I catch up with the Abroad in Japan podcast. Chris was recently joined by Joey the Anime Man to discuss mastering conversational Japanese. That's a really interesting topic, bat-channeling,
0: which right. is where you kind of go, oh, uh, mm, oh, that, that, mm, so mm. In Japanese, if you don't do the mm, mm, every now and then, then people just think you're not listening or you're ignoring them. All that
2: and a whole lot more at Stokanoff. Five in the wall and it looks like A skirt to boot, Messi goes through! Oh
0: dear. (laughs) Forgot about him. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to the football ramble. It's a pleasure to have you. Who was it?
2: Hudson. Oh, is it Hudson? He sounds like he's been electrocuted.
0: (laughs) Maybe Ray
2: Hudson Adoy, that was. All right, everybody, it's time for emails.
1: Just even a show.
0: It, everybody. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. We've had a load of listeners get in touch about Pete's managing by mail game he used to play but you mentioned this yesterday which mm. uh, which has sparked the imaginations and memories of, of many of our listeners matt honeyman on twitter said we didn't have a home phone for a period when i played it i used to spend saturday mornings in the local phone box calling managers and trying to broker deals <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you would have to actually phone someone up and go i'll take i don't know bloody Nicky Papavisalu off you for like half a million or something and they'd say yeah. yes or no and you'd have to ratify the deal via uh, via the little printout. It's very, very uh, antiquated but I, I, I quite like it. Yeah,
0: the thought of using a telephone box now is so odd, isn't it? <laughs> but I can remember, uh, Vish. I can remember seeing your picture in them in London.
1: Uh, what, are you, the what, so what are you trying to say? That I'm a, I'm a <laughs> new in town I'm a prostitute? Is that what yeah? It?
0: That's how we met. I phoned your number and I thought, do you know what? There's more to this relationship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: skilled, sure. Yeah, he's got a lovely voice. You should be. You should broadcast. You um, can get him
1: to do extra for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've we got a, a tweet here from Felix White of the Maccabees. Wow,
2: well, I mean, an aligned. actual
0: a talented person. I'm sure they're all talented. I'm sure I'm sure Matt Honeyman is very talented, in what he does. But we know Felix Wise. He said, I did this when I was ten. This is about your uh Uh, 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 managing uh, uh, by mail game, not phoning Vish in a telephone box. I did this when I was 10, had a really successful stint in charge of Partic partic Thistle, thistle, uh, which involved fielding multiple calls on the landline at home every day from grown men about transfers. Some negotiations (laughs) went on
1: for weeks and weeks. This is absolutely incredible.
0: (laughs) The world wasn't better back in the day, was it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, imagine we... your parents picking up the phone to some old man Who's like, oh, is he in? To your 10-year-old son. <laughs> or to I
0: want to talk to him about signing Chris Sutton.
2: Uh, is that Chris I'm not letting him screw me again (laughs) (laughs) we got got a message from uh, Dom Ludley as well Uh, he said uh, (laughs) uh, he said that um, he lasted slightly less than seven weeks he gave up the moment that there was a phone call on the landline that my dad answered he shouted up the stairs something along the lines of Dom there's someone on the phone who wants to negotiate a deal for a midfielder (laughs) I don't think he realised that this was even something that I don't think I realised that this was even something that could happen I was about 12 or 13 and I think I found it pretty embarrassing and stopped my involvement immediately I think it was also unnecessarily rude to the lad who had called me uh, it's weird though isn't it
1: <laughs> it is weird
2: <laughs> this is so weird so this is yeah. like a fantasy football game essentially
0: but you yeah. know before post. the internet yeah mm. my Wonderful. goodness
1: I've got an email from Rich Jones, by the way. It oh. starts, oi oi, Ramblers. Nice oi oi, Rich Jones. Um, Marines, St. <laughs> Lucia International Remind me that a couple of years back, my local team at Leek Town, mm. at the same level as Marine, had four international players. Turns out anyone with a British passport was eligible to play for the British Virgin Islands, and for some reason, their technical director had decided the Staffordshire Moorlands might be a hotbed of new talent. It's not really a country I was too familiar with at the start, said keeper Ben Chapman, who I bet money on not having heard of them too long before playing for them in World Cup qualifiers. This <laughs> makes me wonder, what other obscure international players our listeners have had playing for their team, or even are listening, or are listeners? So, mm. you know, that could be an interesting one.
0: Oh, it is a lovely one when you have a player who plays in the sort of lower leagues of English football or quite far down, and they get to play in a World Cup qualifier here and there. So I, d- I don't know who they would have played, but um, but you never know. I mean, I, I suppose they they would go through some sort of preliminary rounds or that kind of thing. But, you know, it, it only takes a, a little bit of good fortune and uh, it, a, a, somebody in your family, like a grandfather or mother or something, and you're like playing at the Azteca Stadium against Mexico or something like that, you know. I love these little stories. Marvellous. Yeah,
1: my um, one of my mates plays um, international cricket for Colombia, so, oh, that, that is so nice amazing. Ago, yeah. That's so well, cool. Where's he,
0: does he have any connection to the country other than as a, as a resident?
1: So he's been there for four, well, longer now, yeah, but his partner is Colombian. Okay. Um. But 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 it's not. I don't, I don't think it's quite as strict as needing to fulfil. You know, kind of a residency period or anything like that. I think it's just knowing about cricket in Colombia. <laughs>
0: I was about to say, if you can just hold the bat properly, I'm sure you've yeah. kind of been.
1: Well, if you know what a bat is, so you'd be, yeah. you know, you'd be sure. Yeah, that's true.
0: No, I like it. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for your emails and messages. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at football ramble. Petey, what's up next?
2: Oh, it's time for this. I prefer to kill him. <laughs> it's back. The game everyone wanted to hear again. Uh, Pop Antonio Conte. Hey. The rules are very simple. I've got two clues pertaining to two footballers whose names have been joined together. You just need to guess who they are. The example, the classic example is 2008, banned from driving uh, after being caught, driving six miles over the speed limit after a stressful meeting with Mike Ashley. I was also shot and killed by a bodyguard from a Colombian drug cartel. Of course, it's Kevin keegan Dres Escobar. Do you see how this one works? Vish, have you played this game before?
1: No, no. I okay, don't you have, me. have you?
2: No, right, okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the uh, clues pertaining to two footballers. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 10 seconds in my head. Uh, mm. And at the end of those 10 seconds, uh, sorry, uh, before I get to the end of those 10 seconds, uh, one of you needs to shout out uh, their name. We'll come to you uh, and you'll give us the Portman antonio Conte. is that As work? As in
1: my name or the person's their name?
2: No, you need uh, to guess the footballers. The, yeah, the, the footballers' names. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Gotcha. All right then, Cole, cool. <clears throat> Start the clock. I have the second highest appearances in Syria. I am a Welsh striker who's still banned from driving for doing a little drinky drinky drivey drivey. Start the clock. <laughs>
1: I don't know the rules anymore, honestly.
2: Oh, that's a hard one.
1: Tough one this week, guys.
2: You can't even get any of the footballers. Don't speculate on the second one, please. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) Um, And I think that was probably the problem with this question. (laughs) (laughs) I thought
0: I have to really be on the money here. The first one, I was—I wasn't too sure. Actually,
2: I'll be honest with
1: you, it wasn't Mm. Gigi Buffon. Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Uh, He's top though, isn't he? So he's got the most amount of appearances. Has he?
1: It'll be yeah. Paolo Maldini.
2: Paolo Maldini is one of the footballers. Okay. What's the second footballer? Dean. You're going to have to tell us. Paolo Maldini, Dean, Saunders. Dean Saunders. Yes, Paolo oh. Maldini, Saunders. 300 hours of community service down. <laughs> you still can't keep that man down. Um, yeah, so uh, congratulations to uh, me for baffling and bamboozling both of you. And Dean. Pop-man Antonio Corte will be back soon, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Dean deserves no credit.
1: Well, we shouldn't congratulate him too much. I mean.
2: No, yeah. exactly. He said he, no, said he, being... he said he shouldn't. He said he shouldn't have his car taken away from him because he has got he's got to work in the community by reporting from football matches. Oh, I see. Big shout! I'm just Big congratulations shout. to him for
0: getting his name mentioned alongside Paolo Maldini's. That was all. He's a good striker. Very
2: good footballer. Not
0: Paolo a great driver though, was he? You're
2: yeah, not a great right. driver. <laughs> all right, let's Sweet. move on. Uh, <laughs>
0: let's move on to something less contentious or, or naughty. I can't uh, even look, do it sober. Yes, uh, West Ham's newest board member. <laughs> uh, David Sullivan's partner, Emma Benton-Hughes, has been appointed as director at West Ham United. And uh, if any of the gentlemen listening to this know her name, shame on you. Uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, she starred in a number of adult films, such as Lesbian Nurses and Naked Neighbours. <laughs> oh. Uh, That's when naked neighbours <laughs> become <laughs> good. For, and has since directed various films, including <laughs> "Horny Housewives on the Job." Um, they're on the job, never off the I mean, job. I mean, and...
2: we put this. Yeah, we we put this in the running order just so Marcus would have to read out the porno titles and, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, sex mad secretaries. So.
0: Uh... There we are. Her, her brother is called Johnny Trunk, apparently, which is also enjoyable.
2: I love, I love, I love family members with, with interesting jobs. And, and let's make it very clear, sex work is real work, but so is sitting in a <laughs> boardroom with David Sullivan. Let's make that very clear.
0: I, I think this is about as clear as mud. Um, but yes, David Sullivan Jr. has also been appointed a director. So good old West Ham. They never fail to entertain us, do they, Vish?
1: Well, I was trying to work out what were the... You know, is- Getting your family members into the boardroom—a way of ensuring that you can monopolise the vote. I was trying to think of an upside here beyond, you know, talking about what they used to do and why, yeah. and maybe maybe delving into why so many porn films are hell bent on alliteration. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> what, what, what are they actually going to get done by all being in the same room?
0: They've got to be on the job, just like those horny housewives. Whatever happens. Mm. They've got they've got to be they've got to be doing that. Well, I mean, I well, I mean, we should...
2: West Ham sounds like a porno, really, doesn't it? Mm. West Ham. Um but but I, I it's it's just to get around the COVID restrictions, isn't it, presumably? Because um uh, oh, is that of it? Can attend matches Yeah, so they can attend matches And oh. I presume they've been put on the board So they can attend football matches um, Which is uh, an interesting way of getting around it And, and I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure Emma Benton Hughes Probably doesn't appreciate being thrown into the limelight Like this, but uh, yeah. look, It's going to happen It's going to happen when you're uh, a board member of West Ham Yeah, indeed Well, well speaking of uh, the
0: dreaded COVID uh, Did you see Darren Bent on the, the radio the other day Was proposing that Premier League players uh, they should group the Premier League should group players into a month long secure bubble, uh, so that they can, you know, be a lot safer. As we've seen a lot of outbreaks at clubs and, and so on and so forth, to try and kind of curb that. He said the NBA did this just to complete their twenty twenty season, where they were in a bubble for three months, which is a long time. You know, think about that: people with families and whatnot. They were in a bubble for three months and they stayed at the Walt Disney Resort uh, in Disney World Resort in Florida. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, it's not, not too bad, I suppose. Florida, December in Florida around that time is quite warm, and at Disney World, you you would have a you'd have a lovely old time. And I thought to myself, well, where where would the Premier League players stay? Like Butlins or somewhere?
2: <laughs> Harry Potter World. <laughs> Harry, <Yeah>. but- <laughs>
0: would that have enough accommodation? Does Chessington World of Adventure? I don't know if uh, there's yeah. enough.
2: Is he Professor Bubbles? Is he? Is he? Could he? Because um, Professor Bubbles, oh, Dr. obviously, Bubble Works. Yeah, so obviously that's a literal bubble at Chessington World of Avengers, so they'd be fine <laughs> there I guess, wouldn't they?
1: Centre Park. Have... Centre Park's has a lot of space, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Centre
2: Parks. What about Alton Towers? The... Quite central. What about the big domed what's the um Eden Project? Eden Project. Yeah. No football They'll team quite down there. They'll get really kind of um, <laughs> exotic, uh, <sort> of tropical <laughs> injuries from the, <laughs> they're they're from the flies st- that are buzzing around. Staying <laughs> down in the Eden Project, the nearest yeah. side
1: to
0: the to there is I don't know who it would be. Maybe Put the, the, board the bubble and They all get
1: malaria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. Well, is this, uh, Can I can I take this a little bit too seriously? If that's go on, oh, then. Right. like I don't know, like. You know, Pete, you're you're quite good on, on this kind of stuff it, in terms good. of having a conscience, as I as you, Mark.
0: Very good, yeah.
1: But um, is this not a bit weird that we're just kind of head down running through with the league season and, you know, especially given the month we've had with all the cancellations and all the... Vish Manchester United at the top you want
0: to stop the league now <laughs> well
1: this is the thing yeah. like i, yeah, I, I have i have i have skin in the game on a number of fronts not least because football <laughs> continuing like keeps me in a job and you know even on a on a personal level gives me something to do with my day and the luxury of going out and watching games but i'm even i'm very uncomfortable with how we seem to be just barreling through and and, and trying to like mm. and i appreciate sure i've got no solutions to this because you know mm. at the start of the season maybe we should have dropped a cup trophy but it's too late now to well, it feels like it's too late now to do anything more, but yeah, I don't right. know. This is all a bit, yeah, yeah. I could just make noise.
2: I get the feeling that they that they will at some point um, pause the Premier League. It's getting to the point where it's just too dangerous to to, to operate uh, the Premier League and certainly top flight elite elite level football um, because you know clubs are getting decimated by by COVID and 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 we're risking everyone's family and, and it's just a weird thing situation to be in. Um, obviously um, footballers obviously are lifeblood as well I, I get the feeling that they'll probably pause the premier league for for a month or so and then i, I can really see the euros either getting cancelled or or getting moved to, uh, to 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 like sort of december time uh, and trying to get done that, get that done uh, over over a few weeks i think that'll probably be the sensible uh, move because you know we've got vaccines on the horizon things will seem better by the autumn um, i think that would be the smart thing to do personally
0: yeah it's just suddenly dawned on me pete how is Paolo Maldini Saunders a portmanteau?
2: What do you mean? Like, it's not Deanie Saunders, is it? No, but I, 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 I was hoping, Marcus, you've hoping made a mockery against of the game hope with how you've been behaving today, that oh. you would possibly, uh, you know, get involved in the spirit of the competition, if not the nuts and bolts.
0: Well, anyway, let's move on, gentlemen, to uh, some <laughs> transfer shenanigans. <laughs> uh, AC Milan, Paolo Maldini's former side. Uh, they're in a very uh, elite group of former sides of Paolo Maldini apparently they might be interested in uh, Fico Tomori uh, for a season long loan from Chelsea Lampard's left the door open for him uh, apparently Leeds and Newcastle could also try and uh, and uh, get him. But uh, but Malai would be interesting, wouldn't it, uh, if uh, Tomori goes there? I mean, he's got a bit of quality. He's played for England and so on. i was wondering why he hasn't played that much for Chelsea. So uh, that would be um, an interesting move. But the big news at uh, Stamford Bridge is there are reports that Roman Abramovich is considering bringing back Avram Grant to Stamford Bridge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> get on Calabi back there. No sooner <laughs> are we talking about... <laughs> Horny housewives on the job. Uncle Avi suddenly appears.
1: What's with what? Why is why is Avram being chucked in with horny housewives?
0: Let's move on <laughs> from
1: that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, no, have I missed
2: something here? You may have done. Uh... <laughs> Ma- massage. Google massage Avram Grant. <laughs>
1: Honestly, after you, after you went through that boardroom story and now this, my search history today is going to be a mess. I'm going to have this laptop taken off me by tomorrow.
0: Yeah, G- Google pictures of Avram Grant, and we know it's him because he's wearing, he was wearing his Portsmouth tracksuit with his initials on.
1: Oh, no, Avram, no.
2: <laughs> it was one of my favourites. I think it's, it's a proper Ramble uh, truck, Ramble standard, isn't it? <laughs>
1: oh, dearie me. Yeah,
2: but get Uncle Avi
0: back in there. Chelsea don't have a director of football, so who better? Who bloody better? Wenger, bring Wenger in. Not for not a Chelsea. Do not a
2: pet check.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, do you know what would be good if you get if Spurs got Wenger in as a director of football, just hovering above Mourinho? Would that annoy him? Perhaps <laughs> oh, Mourinho was in good form yesterday, though. Did you see this after um, Meza erzel was uh, talking about on uh, his career as as thus far and so on on Twitter the other night he said he would rather retire than sign for Tottenham Hotspur which Mourinho when he was asked about this said who told him that Spurs would be interested in signing him and I was a bit disappointed because I thought Mourinho was going to come in and get Ozil because that would be a very Mourinho thing to do Um, but he also (laughs) um, Alfie Devine uh, of course who uh, played for for Tottenham the other week very young player uh, Mourinho said that he sent Alfie back to where he belongs to the under-18s for two to three weeks to bring him back down to earth. So um, divine uh, learning the ways of Jose Mourinho in front of the world.
1: <laughs>
2: it's, it's a weird dynamic, isn't it? Because when you, you, know, you need a little bit of help somewhere and, and you think a player of, of, of immense youth uh, can help you out and then then you've just got to add him. Do you have to add him to your, your first-team squad? You're like, they're just going to hang around otherwise, aren't they? Yeah. They're never going to get a game. It's, it's a difficult dynamic. Yeah, was he? is he just sort of hanging around the
0: first-team players going, how many goals have you scored? Oh, yeah, no, it's brilliant, isn't it? Scorer? Right, get him back to the under-18s, back down to earth.
1: <laughs> he just goes over and sits next to Harry Kane at lunch. Uh, God, this goal-scoring stuff's good, isn't it? Ah, oh, bloody goal-scorer, isn't
0: we? All right, fellow scorer. Um, well, of course, they're playing uh, Fulham uh, this evening after the fixture was switched, which Scott Parker described as scandalous. Um, but Mourinho... Um, doesn't seem uh, as fuss. When asked about Fulham's 48-hour turnaround, he replied, are you serious? They had 48 hours to prepare. Look, I had the news that I wasn't going to play them two hours before the game started. Mourinho, eh? Now, of course, he <laughs> bombed Parker out of... Che- well, I say bombed him out. He he didn't really fancy Parker much when he was, was Chelsea manager. So, a little bit of history between the two of them, Vichy.
1: Yeah, um, I like the idea that he. <laughs> I mean, I know it is Mourinho, but it'd be amazing if he carried on that vendetta... You know, some seventeen years later, just like I got rid of you once, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he, what any... are you doing back here in West London? I told you where to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't need any time to prepare against you, you mug. That's what he's saying. That's but this is the, this is
1: the other thing as well. Like we end up getting managers into this un- unedifying situation where they're arguing about like this while while obviously having to understand and appreciating, um, you know, the circumstances around football and the world at the moment. It's, it's a little bit weird. I thought this was handled actually quite well because, I don't know, I think when it gets a little bit petty, it gets funny, or is that just me? That just me?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'm very much looking forward to Fulham against Tottenham Hotspur this evening, and I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Thank you very much for listening to the Football ramble. It's been a pleasure having you on board uh, on tomorrow's show, Kate, Andy and Luke
2: are in your ears. Peter, what have you got to say for yourself? Oh, I'm sorry for all of the crimes I've committed. But also, if you enjoyed today's show and you want to show your support, uh, you can either support us on patreon.com forward slash football ramble or you can head over to the review section of your podcast app and give us that five-star rating we so richly deserves. We here, here, we are here, Monday through Bloody Friday and other times as well, doing our damn bests over there uh, on uh, uh, on the uh, on the reviews. Uh, just write what you want about us, but uh, make sure it gives us five stars. And it does help. <laughs> It just helps. Yeah. Toss a coin to your witcher, guys.
0: Damn right, Peter. Damn right. All right. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Mm.
1: I'll drink my coffee, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you very much for Tusha to Roger?
1: Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that was just <laughs> me drinking my yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you very much, ladies It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Tune right. in for more of this nonsense tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> oh,
2: dear.